hello and welcome to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with the Women Camp community today. Women Camp is a women's empowerment community where we are motivating women to fulfill their purpose. This broadcast is designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all women here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with your host, Servola and the Women Camp Team. Good morning, good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in to Women Camp this morning. We're so excited to have you all on the line with us today, and we have an exciting, exciting series that we're talking about this month on no more limitations, no more limits. And I love this series that we're on, but before we dive into it really, really quick, I want to share with you an upcoming event that we have going on here with the Women Camp community. So if you would lock in and take some notes, and uh, we hope to see you guys at Our Ladies Tea. Hi, ladies. I'm Sabola Frazier. Spring forward fearlessly with me and the Women Camp community on May 13th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. here in Orlando. As ambitious women, we start well, but sometimes we experience what I call the midpoint cloudiness and struggle our way to the finish line. This is the area of our journey where we are tempted to take shortcuts, give up goals, or simply let go of our dreams. Have you lost your focus lately? Are you feeling a bit overwhelmed? I've experienced this myself, and I have good news to share with you. I invite you to join me for tea, where I will show you that you can blow through the cloudiness and finish strong. Space is limited, so reserve your ticket today at www.women-camp.com. Wow. So today, I'm so excited as we go through, like I said last week, we have a wonderful, a powerful segment that we have for you guys this month, and we started No Limits. And recognize that you can live this heaven on earth life, but it requires us to be disciplined. And discipline is one of those words that we don't really like to hear of too much because, you know, as we talk about discipline, that requires us to to make some adjustments um, for ourselves and make some adjustments in our lives. And some of those those adjustments that we have to make require us to do things that, you know, naturally sometimes we just don't want to do. And it kind of cuts against the grain of of who we are, so to speak, and not in a bad way, but in a good way in order for us to learn to become better. It's one of those things that, you know, we look at in our lives that as we are um, growing more mature and the things that we do requires discipline in our lives in order to eat healthy, uh, exercise, um, say the right things to the right people at the right times, to to um, study our word or to to, to learn a new craft, all of those things require some form of discipline. So in order for us to push beyond our limits, which is a topic where we're going to talk about today, is pushing beyond the limits and then recognizing that that's going to require a little bit of the D word, discipline. So, you know, I know that many of you have started your New Year's resolution and many of you probably by now have already given up on it. You know, statistics show that with, you know, 95% of people who do those uh, resolutions tend to struggle with them. So we're, you know, we're helping you guys to push forward to be successful in the things that you set forward to do in your lives. 
Um, and part of doing that is to help you to remove the limitations off of your life. So I'm so excited that you guys are here with us today, and we have so much to share with you as we go forward into the topic on pushing beyond your limits today. So I've got Doc on the line with me, and um, Doc, I just want to share, I want you to have to share with the ladies really quick what you got out of the broadcast um, on last week, what kind of stuck out to you the most, and um, and then we'll take take from there and we'll dive into our subject matter for today. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Praise God. Happy to be on the broadcast with you all again. Uh, last week, it was just so powerful. I um, uh reminiscing actually all through the week about how we need to establish some, you know, areas in our lives where we would uh, have, you know, the fear to, to and, and the different uh, types of uh, things that hinder us along the way and keeps us back from doing and, and doing things in life that we should be doing or fulfilling the call that God has placed on our lives. And it was it was so unique because we were talking about whether it be uh, uh, natural or spiritual, and we were talking about those boundaries, those those things that that hinder us and keep us back. And and in the process of that, I I I, I think it was Prophetess uh, Samantha that was that had said that you know. Uh, these things could be uh, 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 some things in our lives that, you know, it's just things that we just don't want to deal with, things that we face that we just really don't want to deal with. And and because of that, then it becomes that, it's like that that, 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 that thing that holds us back, that keeps us uh, or calls us to withhold from, you know, progressing. And so, in other words, the, the, the final point was that we need to just release and let go of everything. Not, don't, don't allow anything to hold us back. Don't allow anything to hinder us. Don't even allow our own selves or our own handicaps or disabilities that we may have in our own life to, to hinder us. And, it, and it's so important that we understand that, yes, we may have handicaps and we may have disabilities, even the spiritual and the natural ones. But those things shouldn't be something that hold us back from from going. You know, uh, uh, those shouldn't be things that hinder us uh, or keep us from progressing and advancing in life. And it's so important for us to understand that we can take those disabilities, we can take those handicaps, we can take those things that you know we're facing that that seems so difficult, and still yet push beyond the limits. Still yet push and and excel. And and I think it's so important for us to understand that. And I and 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 I also like to add on to Sabola uh, uh, is that you know a lot of times it's it's us. It's you know we hold ourselves back. We hinder our own selves. We 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 cause ourselves not to drive or push toward the limits. You know or, or beyond the limits in life. We 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 confine our own selves. And, and in this process, we, we've got to realize that, you know, a lot of times it's us. We're our own enemy. We defeat our own selves. We, 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 we come to the conclusion of, uh, of something, and then that's what we set on. If we can come to a conclusion that we can't do something, then guess what? We settle on that, and then we what? We sit on our leaves, and we don't do anything. We don't press. We don't advance. We don't study. We don't go to school. We don't exercise. We we stop eating properly, you know, and those are things that we decide to do. So it's for us to 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 to, to stop hindering our own selves, and, and 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 know that there is nothing that can hold us back but us. 
There are no limits that can withheld us but us. God wants us to have the best, and he wants us to do the best. He wants us to be the best. And the only way we can do that is to understand that in him we can do all. Wow, Doc. I I appreciate you sharing that with us because, you know, that was the key part of what we talked about last week is that the decision, recognizing that each one of us have a decision. When we're at the point of facing something that's, at the time, it is not a limitation. It's not a limit. Uh, we had there's a point of decision right there at that moment. It could be a split second. It could be five minutes. It could be a, a point of, a, a, an entirety in our lives where we have we have to make a decision on whether we're going to push past it or we're, whether we're going to allow ourselves to be stagnant in that area of our life. And I think that's so important as we you know consider our lives. And consider the the changes or the things that we need to do in our lives. Where have we allowed those limitations to come to the forefront that are not positive for us? The limitations that that you know, because there are good limitations and there are bad limitations. Um, so before I you know really start pushing us into the next portion of our segment, I'd like for uh, Prophet Samantha to come on and share with us what stuck out with her last week in the subject um, that we talked about last week on no more limits. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Glory be to God. I, I would say that what stuck out with me was just um, when we realized that the the limits, and I, I think Pastor Charlene was saying um, along those same lines, when we realized that the limits that we set um, a lot of times have to do with our own um, our own mental hindrances. When we realize that the limits that we set are are, are self inflicted in a way that they, yes, there are some things that that um, that are set up and, and they become obstacles for us to overcome, but God has equipped us to be able to, to overcome all things. He says, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. And so when we realize that uh, a lot of the limits that we set up are self-inflicted, then we also realize that he's equipped us to overcome them. And it's just having the, having the, the desire to get to the other side and to do what it is that he's called us to do. And that would be the thing that stuck out with me, uh, prophetess. So as we go into the subject matter for today and recognizing that we have to push beyond the limits, one of the things that, you know, we have to realize is that we have placed the limits in front of ourselves. So I want you guys to think about that for a moment as I kind of uh, take us in there is, you know, what are, how can we recognize where we limit ourselves? How can we recognize that something is truly in limit? So in, in, in this, we, we, we look at, you know, if I'm going to push push beyond something, if I'm going to to say that I'm going to overcome something, I have to be able to define what that thing is that I'm going to push beyond, that I'm going to be able to overcome. And not only that, but I am going to have to realize what what is it going to take or ask myself, what is it going to take for me to be able to overcome this? What What is it going to take for me? What, what energy, what strength, what, what am I going to have to exhaust? or put into this thing in order, to, in order to overcome it. So before we get into what is it going to take to overcome it, I want us to consider the question that I had before. How do you know when you have these limitations? How do you know that something is a limit for you? Because we talked about personal personal limitations, and I like to call them personal sabotages. And, and so in talking about personal sabotages and recognizing that we can sabotage ourselves as ladies, you know, from reaching a place where we know that we should reach, well, how do I even know 
that I'm I'm the one who's doing it to myself. How do I even how can I even define that I'm that girl, that I'm the one who's saying you can't get beyond this place? And so Doc, I would I would love for you to share with us what you think about that. It, you know, how do we know that we're the ones who are in our own way? Oh, praise God. Well, and when you when you when you when with that question you have to really, you know, uh, uh, seek the face of God and really look within yourself. Uh, a lot of times we're the last ones, believe it or not, to, to know that we're actually hindering ourselves. We're the last one to know that we're, you know, usually at fault or in the wrong about something, especially when we have already set our minds frame to believe that we are doing the right thing or we're doing the best or we're, we're giving our all. We're the last ones to come to the to the uh, conclusion of the understanding that you know what, it's me, it's nobody else, it's me. Um, I I was uh, reading a book uh, years ago, and I can't even remember the name of the author or the name of the book. But I what was stuck out in the book was something that was so important, and and it it, it I really you know used that to balance a lot of things in in uh, in my life and especially in my marriage uh, because. It talked about how the 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 woman was saying how she kept praying and telling God her husband need help, her husband need help, and he needs to help her husband, and and he 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 can't get delivered, he can't get you know he can't let go of certain things in his life, and then she came to then and then the, the the answer that God gave her was you know if you move out of the way, if you let him go, release him to me, then I can help him. And then, uh, then she came to the understanding that she was the one that was the holdup. She was the one that was hindering her husband from, you know, receiving what he needed to receive. She was the one that was, was, was like being that 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 she, more or less like you said. She was sabotaging her own relationship because she was standing in the way of what God needed to do. She was standing in God's way. God said, "Let go." And let him go and release him, but she wanted to make sure she still had her her thumb on whatever was being done in his life. And then when, when you know when you think about it, we have to realize and let go. We have to come to the conclusion that you know what, if I'm looking for a change, if I'm looking for different something different in my life, the only way that can happen is that I stop being who I am and start being who God wants me to be. That's the thing right there. When we always thinking, 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 and we feel like we got the answer to everything and we know the solution to everything, then we eventually we're going to be in the wrong. We're going to be in error. But we can't see it unless somebody else is strong enough to tell us, well, that's not right. What you're talking about doing won't get you to where you're trying to get to. And once we stop and start listening to others, then we'll be able to see that, oh, yeah, that wasn't going to be what I need to do. That's not what I need to do. That, that's going to make me, you know, make things difficult for me. That's going to make it make it take even longer for me to get the answer or get the progress that I need uh, or make it to the point that I need to make it to. So a lot of times it's us within ourselves. So we have to pray and seek the face of God to to to, to reveal unto us when we're not where we need to be in him, to, to show us the way. You know, the the, uh, the Lord's Prayer is such a simple prayer, but it, it, it's so direct. You know, we, when we're acknowledging him as our shepherd and we go on through the prayer, and it, we tell, we, we're asking him 
to lead us through the day, to direct us through the day, to give us what to say, to give us what to do. And if we even just open up to just that prayer and allow that to take place in our lives, we can get results in our lives like never before. But if not, eventually we're going to hold ourselves up. And we, and a lot of times we can't see it. We can't see it until it's too far gone. Wow. Wow. So what I hear you saying, Doc, is that, you know, um, <clears throat> that when we when we realize that there is there is a limitation or something blocking us from getting to where we know we want to be, that we have to be willing to sit down and analyze where we are and kind of how we got there. And and yes. you know, I, I like to think of it as sometimes we have that list of everyone that's in our way, or this person told me that, or this person said I'd never be able to achieve this, that, or the other. And in recognizing, okay, once I get down to it. The bottom line is I should have started with myself first. I should have said, in what areas have I, you know, hindered myself and why did I hinder myself? Was it because I took on something that someone said and took that on as the truth that they said I wasn't going to be able to do it. So I believed them above what the strength and energy that God had given me to be, be able to push beyond it. Is it was I accepted, you know, somebody's false reality as my reality? What was it? And in realizing that, then how do we get to the place, and this is where I'm going to lean on uh, Prophet Samantha, how do we get to the place to where we determine what is it going to take to get beyond that? You know, how do we, you know, do that catalog of, man, um, I got in my own way, and, and, and we've come to that harsh reality that, that we're the ones who've kind of done this personal sabotage against ourselves and have kept us from getting to the place where we want it to be. So how do we start, you know, getting to the place to where we can start pulling things together and start realizing, hey, man, it, if I wouldn't have procrastinated or if I went and did this, you know, to get to that place, and I know I'm, I'm kind of digging into it myself, but how do we determine what it would take for us to get beyond that limitation? Samantha. Amen, Prophetess. I would say the first thing is just being aware of the fact that, oh, I'm, I'm, because a lot of times it happens not just once, but it happens several times over the course of a person's life where they talk themselves out of doing things that God is trying to lead them to do, where they talk themselves out of walking through the open doors that God has created for them to walk through. And so a lot of it, I would say, is being, first, I would say, is being aware of what you're doing. Um, just coming to that conclusion of, oh, okay, I'm I'm doing it again. I'm I'm trying to talk myself out of out of being committed to accomplishing a thing once again. And so I think when you are aware of of what it is that you're doing, that that makes a difference because then when you are aware of it, you can begin to say, you can begin to to have that self talk that encourages yourself to to accomplish the goal, saying that I can do this, I can I, I can I can overcome this, I can I can walk through this door, I can I am capable of accomplishing this goal. But and, and I I would also say, Prophet, is that it is being aware of what your goal is. Okay, this this is what I'm trying to accomplish, and then looking at those things that that may be hindering it, what we see as as obstacles to to overcoming that thing. What is it that I'm seeing as as um a hindrance to accomplishing that goal. A lot of times what I've noticed and, and what I've noticed personally is because my thing is I'll say I don't have time. I have so many things that I'm doing and I don't have time. Some of the times that might be true depending on what the situation is, but then there are other times where if I really feel like this is a goal, this is something that I want to accomplish, I really need to look at what, um, how my time is being spent. 
And when I look at how my time is being spent, I realize that there are some frivolous things that can be put to the side um, in order for me to accomplish the goal. And so, like I said, I think the first thing is being aware of, of, um, of the self-talk that we're having and how we may be talking ourselves out of accomplishing what it is that God's trying to get us to do. And then I, I would say that it's making the decision to do it. Um, because a lot of times in that, in that, that talk and talking ourselves out of doing things, we're, we're, um, we're teetering on, you know, and leading towards reasons why we can't do it because the can't is always easier. It's always easier to lean on the side of can't. So it's making the decision to do it. I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to, to reach this goal. I'm going to make this happen. And once you've made the decision, then it's, it becomes a lot, I, I say it becomes a lot easier, but even in making the decision, you have to be deliberate. It has to be a deliberate decision. And then you have to have the, the, the action of following through. Um, so it's, it's, implementing it, okay, this is what I need to, to start, this is what I need to accomplish these things, so you have everything laid out, but then it's, it's having that mindset to follow through, because starting is actually easy, to, to start something is actually easy, to overcome the, the doubt and the hindrance is actually easy, but then how do I, how do I get to the point where I, um, I follow through, and then in the midst of follow through, that's where a lot of people fall off. Um, so I, I would say that just just having that mindset to stay to stay accomplished, and even in that, um, having people that you are accountable to. And I know a lot of people don't like that uh, the word accountability, but having people that you are accountable to, because having people that you are accountable to helps you to stay on task. It helps you to to steer the course and to accomplish the goal. And so we need people in our lives that we are accountable to. And then it's it's just. Um, continuing on until we reach the point of completing whatever goal we set before us. Wow, you're absolutely right. You know, if I were to, 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 to rehash that, you were saying that we have to be aware of, of ourselves and our habits, our, the habits, the negative habits that we place before ourselves, we got to be aware of what those are, that, you know, I have a habit of talking myself out of stuff. That may be good for me, but if I give myself enough room, I'm gonna convince myself that it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. So we we can have habits of talking ourselves out of something that could be the best deal of of the century for us, and, and feel and convince ourselves that it's the worst possible deal, you know. Or and, and then being aware of the goals. And I like what you said with that, um, for um, Samantha, because you said. There that we have to have, we have to recognize the level of importance of the things in our lives. If it's, if I say that it's really important to me, and in saying that something is really important to me, the why of it determines the importance. So why is it really important? Is it really important to me because it's one of those pivotal things that that small thing, if I change it, that is going to cause that ripple effect that will perpetuate me into the place where I know that I should be. Or is it like you were saying those small things, you know, those those things that um, that you know they're they're not significant because they don't they're not going to add up or even feed into the goals that we have to ourselves, but they're those easy distractions that we can allow ourselves to get caught up into. I really like how you were how you were bringing that out, and then you know you started walking us into the next portion of you know the next question is when we when we make that decision to push beyond. What can we do to get ourselves up and moving? 
and and you just write you just went right into it by saying that we have to make a deliberate decision. And and I want us to kind of focus on those three points that you brought out. You know, we have to make a deliberate decision, we have to follow through, and then we have to have an accountability system that we establish for ourselves. So in making a deliberate decision, you know, we have to realize that when you say that you're going to do something, that you have to be deliberate about it. And what does that mean to be deliberate? What, is that, what does that really mean for us as, as women when we're saying, hey, I'm going to do this? Like, for example, I think of it as this. You know, uh, we make, and we don't think about it like this, I don't think, uh, we make deliberate decisions to be, to great, be great mothers, you know, to our children. We, we see our children when they come forth out of our wombs, they're beautiful, and we recognize at that point that they're fragile, and all of a sudden that mother's instinct comes upon us, and we start to realize there are certain things that we need to do for them in order to care for them. And so we make deliberate decisions on how we're going to take care of our children in order to see them to grow and become all that we believe that God has placed in them to become. And so in, in recognizing that, it is a focus, it's a ten, intentional decision. It's not something that, that goes without intentionality. No, we're, we're truly intend. We see a purpose. We see, uh, um, we see the design or we see destiny attached to the decision. So it has to be deliberate. It has to be on point. It has to be intentional, right? And, and so what else do you guys think is a, or, or share this with me, share with us some of the deliberate decisions that you all have made in your life and, and how those deliberate decisions have pulled you out of the place of limitation. If you would, Doc and then Samantha. Well, uh, some some deliberate decisions that I know that I have made uh, in life is uh, where I deliberately have said that when I get up every morning, regardless of what time I may wake up, I, I, I always wake up with a prayer to God. So I deliberately, whether it's 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you know, 7, 8, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, I just immediately when I wake up, and as soon as I open my eyes, I don't care what time it is. I, it's deliberate for me, within myself, to to just give a prayer to God, and you know, just give him. Uh, you know, really, I start out with a prayer, thanks unto Him, and all through the day I'm praying. But that's one time that you know I know, and and my thought process is that I immediately give uh, a, a praise unto God. Or just blessing me, even if I've only slept a couple of hours. I'm giving that praise unto Him, thanking Him for letting me see another day. You know, we've been the next day. I'm giving Him praise. I'm honoring Him. I'm worshiping. I'm adoring Him, and it's deliberate because, you know, I I want to make sure that I'm covered through the day. I want to make sure that I'm covered. So it's something that I intentionally do. Uh, other things that I have done deliberate is, I deliberately, you know, uh uh. uh you know, spend, you know, time with my family. You know, it's it's something that I, I, I set out to do, you know, and, and, and if I can't meet with them personally, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call them or I'm going to, you know, send them a text. You know, I'm going to do some form of communicating with my family, you know, uh, you know, each 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 week. You know, through the week, I, I don't want a whole week to go by where I haven't, you know, spoken to my children or, 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 or well, I speak to my husband every day. You know, because you know we're here together. But you know, I, I you know with people that are close to me, 
I want, you know, I want to say something to them, you know, you know, on a personal basis through that week sometimes. And, and it's something that I deliberately do. And, and, and it's, you know, times where I, you know, where, you know, and, you know, you can get more religious and, and spiritual things, and, you know, reading my word and, 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 and you know, speaking life unto someone and, you know, confessing the word and things like that. But just being intentional, I, I deliberately go out in my yard and, you know, try to do a little bit in my garden or or in the yard, you know, to 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 keep the the the, the weeds out. You know, it's things that I deliberately set out to do. I deliberately say to myself that I am the best that I can be in God. These are things that I intentionally say and do. So it's 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 a course that you set, and once you set it, then it's something that you establish. It's like that's that habit, you know, that prophets was talking about. You know, it's a it's a good habit. That you you know that we can establish and set, and 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 it could cause us to progress and advance in life. Wow! So, you know, Doc, you got so much in that, and and I've got a follow-on question, but I'm I'm gonna um, ask you to hold answering the question until after um, Samantha gives us her deliberate decisions. But I want you to think <laughs> about this for a moment. <laughs> what is the impact that you're designed to make out of your deliberate decision? Because I think that that plays into the intentionality behind it. So, Samantha, if you would come in and just share with us what your deliberate decision is or decisions are, some deliberate decisions that you have made in, in your life, and um, and then we're, we'll hold the impact for it um, on, on the next follow-through of questions. Amen. And, you know, as as you were asking the question uh, initially, Prophetess, the first thing that popped in my in my mind was when I first decided to give my life to Christ, um, that that was a deliberate decision for me. Because before that, um, even though I grew up in the church and, and as I began to, to mature, as I, I became older, um, one of the things I would do is I, I would say, well, you know, when I get my life right, when I, when I can, when I can, live for Christ the way that I know I should be living for Christ, then I'll give my life to him. But part of that deliberate decision when I came to that crossroads that I, that I really needed God in my life and there was no turning back, it had to be a deliberate decision for me. Um, being in college, it had to be a deliberate decision for me because I had to deliberately say that there are certain places that I'm not going to go. I don't have a desire to go there anymore, and I can't go just to be a part of the crowd. Um, there were I had to make a deliberate decision that there were people that I could no longer hang around. They could hang around me if they were going to walk the same walk I was walking, but I can't go where you go and I can't do what you do. Therefore, we can't hang together anymore. Um, There were deliberate decisions that I had to make in order to live the life that I was desiring to live for Christ. And that was a, that was a sold out Holy Ghost filled uh, life. And so when, when I made that deliberate decision, it was, um, I began to see the difference in what God was doing in my life. And I can remember a song that I would hear. I can't remember the the name of the artist, but I can remember a song that I would hear. And that song would give me strength. And the name of the song was Stand. And it said, I decided to take a stand, not believing that I lose my best friend, but I'd rather live right than in hell, lift up my eyes. And I can remember, and I would start to play that song every day because it gave me strength in the deliberate decision that I was making, which was that I was going to be so. I was going to live a life that was sold out to Christ. 
And, you know, as I made that decision, it's, it's amazing the people that respected the decision that I made. And not only did they respect the decision that I made, they would tell other people how they were going to behave around me or how they were going to um they were going to respect me in my decision. Don't do that around her. She's she's um she's living for Christ. She's saved. You know, so I, I remember that. And when I look at today, a deliberate decision that I made is is being determined to to finish this master's degree, being, you know, in in addition to everything else that I'm I'm responsible for doing, being a wife, being a mother, being a teacher, having all of these different responsibilities, being a, a pastor, having all of these dis- different responsibilities. And yet saying, okay, now I'm going to go back to school and get my master's degree. And and <laughs> having that self-talk of I've got to, they're, they're saying that, wait a minute, I can't do this. But knowing that there are, there is space in my life for me to get this this accomplished and i and having to look at it and say okay what is it that i can i can move out of the way in order to accomplish this goal and and when we look at it and we make that deliberate decision to to do things we begin to see the the snowball effect of it and how we can accomplish those things but prophetess it's almost like we have to have this this regimental faith where we're just like, you know, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is the time frame in which I'm going to do it. And there's there's little wiggle room. There's little space for me moving off of this time frame because this this goal has to be accomplished. And so um, that that would be my answer to the question of making a deliberate decision. Wow. All right, Doc. So we're going to dive right on in. What was the impact? that you were desiring to make out of your deliberate decision? What was that impact? That, yeah, go ahead, Doc. The impact that I was, I was uh, desiring to make from the decisions that I've made, just, you know, personal decisions concerning things that I automatically just do every day in life. The impact that I, I, I'm looking or I believe that is coming from those deliberate decisions is that, I'm 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 setting a course for my life. I'm in, it's like I'm intentionally, you know, designing and patterning my life to be a a, a spirit filled life. Uh, it's as if okay, if I know if I, because I'm setting this time where as soon as I open my eyes, you know, after that twelve midnight time, regardless of what time it is, I just automatically just begin to give a prayer of thanks unto God. I immediately know that that's setting the course, that's keeping a personal relationship with, with my father, that's keeping me in tune with him, that's keeping me open for him. Because, you know, those times, I mean, many times it's, it's like, you know, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And, and a lot of times it's right at the same time every morning. So, you know, I, I, I when I look at it like that, I, I've learned that that's him you know, uh, 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 allowing me to have that one-on-one with him. So uh, the impact that I, I, I receive from that is beyond measure. I can't put a, a, even a measurement on that because it's my one-on-one with him, my, 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 my personal time with him, you know, because, you know, through the day I might get too busy. I might get distracted. You know, I'm, 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 I'm at the school. I'm a grandmother. I'm, you know, I'm a pastor. So there are so many things that I can do through the day that could, you know, be there to be a distraction for me. But because I deliberately set that time forth in the morning like that, I, I, I you know, it's as if my reward is I'm keeping that personal, 
you know, impact or uh, 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 that personal contact with my Heavenly Father. In other words, I'm not going to let a day go by where I don't talk to him. You know, I, 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 I've sold out to this. I know this is what I desire to do and for my life to be fulfilled, and, and it brings happiness and it brings strength unto me because of this. So I set out to do that. That's the impact that I'm I'm looking for, and that's the impact that I believe that I'm receiving. And not just with that, but with other things that I set forth to do in life. Those impacts are, 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 are things that I'm desiring that will be there to strengthen me and build me through the day. And and, and there is no other way that I could, I could be successful and make it, you know, through life without having those things in place. So they make a, 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 a impact in my life so important, prophetess, that 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 I can't put a, 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 a I can't even put a scale to range, you know, where how far it does with things. It just takes me from day to day. Wow, wow, Samantha, the impact of your deliberate decision. Amen. Um, I, I would say. Prophetess, there's a there's a a quote, and it says um, it says that when we it, I'm trying to paraphrase it, but it it says that when we let our our light shine, we unconsciously give others the the ability to do the same. And I, I think the impact of of our deliberate decisions that we make is that when we make um, when we make decisions to accomplish whatever the goal is, other people see. They see our determination. Our determination. They see our regimen. They see our our commitment to accomplishing the goal. And I think it. I believe it empowers others to be able to step out in faith and say, okay, if if they can do this, and I see that I see the work that they're putting in, perhaps I can do it too. And it gives them that little bit of strength, that little bit of push, that little bit of faith to step out and do the things that God has called them to do as well. Um, Pastor Charlene and 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 you know her her commitment to to waking up every morning and and sitting that side that time uh, sitting aside that time to pray in the mornings and how it accomplishing others and and not only will that does that give her the strength to do what she needs to do throughout the day but it sets an example for other people um when i was in college and i was making the decision to to live for christ and i was determined and it was it was so interesting how you know because I was determined to, to, to live a life for Christ. And I was determined that even after we came back late from track meets on, on Saturday nights, I was getting up in the morning and I was going to church on Sunday morning. It was amazing to me how, how other people would say, okay, well, we going to church and everybody would get in the car. And, you know, and so it, it's amazing how, you know, when we make that decision, when we make that deliberate decision, it does impact the lives of so many other people. Prophet, uh, uh, if I could just add on to, you know, everything that has been said, it just came to me as the decisions that we make that dictate our lives. So it's the decisions that we make every day that we have, you know, something to look forward to for the next day and the day after that. And we're only who we are by the grace of God. So, you know, when we set forth to make those different decisions, I mean those deliberate decisions, you know, in life, it's like it's as if we're we're saying, you know, I'm gonna be who I am 
only by the grace of God. I can only be who I am by the grace of God. In other words, I, I, I can only be as strong as I can be by the grace of God. I can only be as as on target as I can be only by the grace of God. And and, and it's it's because we, we, we deliberately made, you know, conscious decisions that these are things that we're gonna set forth in life to do. And what I think what happens is uh, what limits a lot of us is that we limit ourselves because we don't really know what we wanna do. We don't really you know, we don't really set forth, you know, uh, uh make decisions on things that we need to do. A lot of people don't even set goals in life, you know. And those are things that we need to have on a constant basis that keep us, you know, thriving for the best. It keeps us, you know, making those foul, you know, decisions. It keeps us focused. It keeps us on track in life. And it and it doesn't, you know, have us wondering when you don't know what you're going to do from the from from one day to the next. Then that leaves room. That's idle time. That leaves room for the enemy, you know, to play with you. That that leaves room for the enemy to wow. come in to hinder you or to buffet you and to hold you back to keep you from doing what you need to do or being who you need to be, you know, in life. So we can't be idle. We can't have an idle mind, you know. We can't be distracted. That 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 caused so many distractions to come in our lives. Wow, Doc, I love what you said there because you know when we recognize, and I believe this, I believe that when we recognize the impact that we are believing that God's going to bring forth out of our deliberate decisions, then it helps us to follow through on what we know that we should be doing, no matter how tough it is, no matter what persecution we may face, no matter what things may come up in the way, we become, because we've made that decision, we know the impact that we want that decision to make. And so that causes us to follow through and to keep moving forward and into the thing that we know that we should be doing. And, and I like to call, you know, even that, that the thing is going to be our courage focus. I talk about this in, in the Women Camp Workshop is that we have to have a courage focus. The thing that we know that God wants us to do, but it's going to take courage in order for us to be able to push beyond where we are in order to see that accomplished. So would you guys agree with that, that, you know, we, you know, we have to have, we have to realize that that desired impact, you know, caused, you know, by our deliberate decisions will allow us to follow through or to keep moving forward into the areas that, that we need to move into and pushing us beyond the limitations. It, it almost as if it makes those limitations invisible unto us. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Amen. You know, and, you know, the last the last one that we have, and we have about, you know, 16 minutes left in the broadcast, and this has been a hot broadcast. I love it. I love the energy that we have, you know, is, is the accountability feature. You know, I, I think that this is one of those areas where, where we do tend to struggle with a little bit is, is wanting someone to, to hold us accountable. But I want, us to talk, I want to talk about that because I believe that that just requires us to have a mind shift, to change the way we think about accountability. You know, we when we think about accountability as uh, a no, 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 or I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna spank you, or I'm gonna get you, or you're gonna be in trouble, or whatever, we don't consider it to be the good thing that accountability truly is. 
But when you have an accountability partner or an accountability system, it is only designed to help you to what? Push past those limitations and to reach the destiny that you believe that God has called you to reach. So in, in order for us to, to walk in the fullness of it, we know that there are going to be things that will to distract us. And the point of having an accountability system, whether it's a person, whether it's, you know, you said, you know, certain things in your life that, that hold you accountable, you know, whether it's you have on your screen, you know, a particular phrase or a particular scripture, whatever it may be, that gives that reminder to you to hold yourself to the standard that you believe that God has called you to, whatever that is, whatever tool you use, you know, all that the intent of it is to get you to the place where you believe God wants you to be. It's not to hinder you from getting to that place. But I believe that that's an area where where we struggle and we kind of use accountability as the big A word, that you know, like it's a big bad word, and we don't want to have it in our lives. We don't want anybody to hold us accountable. We don't want anybody to hold us to the standard that we said that we want to establish for our life. But that's the best thing that we could possibly do. And so I wanted to talk about this accountability portion because I believe that one we need to the, we need to share about the word accountable and, and holding ourselves accountable and holding others accountable and realize that that where accountability is only set up in order to to help us to get to the place where we say we want to be. If we don't want to be there, then then yeah, we don't want to be held accountable to the things that we need to be held accountable to to get there. But if it's someplace you truly want to be because you made that deliberate decision and you recognize the impact that causes you to follow through on that decision, then you're going to want somebody to hold you accountable. Even if you want to hear what they have to say or not, You have we have to condition ourselves that we realize that that accountability is good for us. So, ladies, if you would, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to chime in on this, on, you know, what have you done in your life and, you know, to to – help you to realize that the accountability that you need is good for you and it's not bad for you. So we'll start there on recognizing that accountability is good and not bad. And then we'll go into um, recognizing, okay, what did you do in order to, to receive that accountability in your life? How did you learn how to, uh, you know, pick particular people to help you to be accountable because some people out there listening to us today, they don't know how to get an accountability partner or they may get somebody, but that person may not be the ideal person to be an accountability partner for them. So let's talk about that as well. So the first thing we're going to do is talk about, you know, the negative um, image that accountability has. And then the next thing we're going to talk about is how do I establish that accountability system? If you would, Samantha, start us out with that. Amen. You know, and in and, and recognizing that, Doc, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and kick in with that with us on that subject matter and recognizing why we consider accountability to be negative and then how we can start moving ourselves from that place and realizing that we have to have those accountability partners in our lives and who do we need to go to in order to make that happen. Go ahead, Doc. Amen. Well, I, I believe that accountability is so important for us to have in our lives. A lot of times we don't want it, but it's it's it's, it's something that we need. It's, it's it's something that you know causes us to keep us you know that help keep us on track with things in life. And uh, when Prophet was talking about those those levels of accountability, you know, being able to give accountability to to somebody else in life, 
It really does strengthen you. And, and she was so right on that because that's something that we all need. We need others in our lives that's going to be involved in our lives that's going to, you know, help keep us on that direct course. And, uh, and, and, and in actuality, if we don't have, if we don't seek and pray and ask God for the right people to get to, you know, for us to be accountable for, uh, to in life, you know, to help us stay on track and to help us stay on course, then what the enemy will do, he will send those negative forces. He will send those negative forces, those negative people into our lives that will, you know, make us be accountable unto them, but it would not be for the good. It will be for the bad. So we, it, it, it's really important for us to understand that we need to have people in our lives that we, you know, more or less surrender ourselves unto to get their advice, to, 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 to rely upon with, you know, certain things that we, you know, may need, you know, answers in life with or uh, we got, you know, something that we're dealing with to be able to, you know, just, you know, take it, use them as a soundboard to help us along the way. Uh, uh, we need those people that, that's going to be there to encourage us, those people that's going to help us, that's going to remind us of what, you know, we told them that, you know, we wanted to do, what, what our desires are. To be fulfilled, and, and and those are the people that's going to be there to strengthen us. Those are the people that's going to be there to to buffet us along the way. That you know to tell us no, you know that's not what you said. You know you wanted to do. That's going to take you off course. We need those people there, and we and and and, and, and in fact, you know when you talk when you're thinking about accountability, a lot of times we don't like it after a while, especially when when we wanted to go another direction and they try to keep us on course. We we, we, we we buckle, we bend, we we argue, we moan, we complain, we groan. Why? Because we don't want to hear the voice. We don't want to hear what they have to say. But we ask them. We, 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 we told them to keep us on course. And and when we don't want to be on course, then we beckon against we beckon against everything that they're saying to us. Well, I don't see that. I don't understand that. I can't see where, where how that's gonna take me this and how no, I think if I do this, no. It's, it's those people that we need, and it's funny because I I, I found myself doing this. You know, I I, I I told people, you know, I want you to help me with this area in my life, and it's so funny because I'm going to use this example of my uh, my daughter-in-law and my son. Well, uh, uh, they're, they, you know, they're very athletic, you know, they, they do workouts, you know, I mean, just focus in that, you know, in that area, and they're very disciplined in that area. They're going to get their workouts in. They're going to, you know, you know, eat properly, and, and, you know, and I'm like, man, I need to do that. And I remember a few years ago, and I told my son, I said, okay, I'm going to hire you to be my trainer, if it's okay if I tell this confidence. And uh, and he said, you know, okay, well, you know, you got to meet me at such and such time, and, and this is what we're going to be doing. And so I started with my workout with him. I started doing my uh I trained with him, and oh my God, when it got difficult, when when he was wanting me to do something that, you know, I felt like was gonna be a little bit too much, and I just didn't feel like doing it, you know, I would just complain. Oh my God, I would just complain. I was like, oh, that's gonna hurt. Oh, I'm not running. I can't run. Oh, just he says, just run a half a mile. I was like, no, I can't run. I'll walk a half a mile. He was like, no. So in other words, I was trying to, you know, bargain with him. You know right. about what I wanted to do, and he was like, "You, you, 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 you're paying me to give you this training that's going to help develop your body, you know, help strengthen your body, and this is how I got it laid out for you. And if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, then you're not going to get the results that you want to get." 
And I'm like, wow, but I still don't want to do it. But, he, you know, he had to encourage me to let me know to push beyond what I felt like doing because he knew that I was capable of doing more. Why? Because he had done already did the basic things with me, and he was causing, he wanted me to advance. So, in other words, I had to master the basic things, and he wanted me to advance to another level. Well, I didn't want to go to that next level because I, I was comfortable with that basic level. And it's those things that, you know, when we got those people that we, you know, you know that, that we're asking to help us to be accountable, you know, to things that we need to do in life, we can't buck against them. We can't, you know, we can't, you know, can't beat them up, you know, and tell them, oh, I don't need you in my life anymore. Because we, we we get to a point to where we don't feel comfortable with what we're doing. Wow. Doc, you hit on so much with that. Uh, Samantha, I'm going to let you chime in on this, uh, you know, recognizing, you know, the, the negative and the positive in accountability and how do we, we see the, the positive on that. And then how do we establish those accountability partner in our lives? Amen. Um, one of the things, uh, Prophet, is that you asked the question, one of the things that, that uh, came to mind is, when you were asking um, how do we recognize accountability as being good and not bad, a lot yeah. of times people have, have a problem with accountability because they, they have a problem with rejection. They have a mm. problem with, um, and, and, and that rejection means that if you say anything that is contrary to lifting me up, to, to making me feel good about myself, to just patting me on the back, then I don't want to receive that. I have a hard time receiving that I'm, I'm, I could be doing better at something or that I'm not accomplishing the goals that I should have been accomplished. People don't want to, to hear that. They don't want to be um, pushed to that next level. And so a lot of times they reject the, the thought of accountability um, because they'd rather live in a place of comfort than to be pushed to a place that, that will cause them to excel. And they don't see it that way. They see it as I'm comfortable in the place that I'm in, so why are you challenging me in this way? And mm, so yeah. accountability gets a, it gets a bad view um, because accountability is uh, when, you, when you're dealing with people that have dealt with a lot of um, negative talk concerning them or towards them, they can see accountability in that same light. And so it's, it's helping them to get to that point where they see uh, that they, they see the difference between someone having their best interests at heart and someone just putting them down, uh, someone just being negative. And, and uh, yeah. also I would say a lot of that has to do with uh, seeing accountability as good and not bad is uh, people can't receive correction. Due to and, and it probably ties in the same thing. People can't receive correction due to their past hurts. Um, they were they people have been hurt in the past, and so when they have somebody or they encounter somebody that truly has their best interest in heart, they see all of the words coming. Um, they see all of the words that are coming as the same. They don't they don't um, they don't view the source. They just hear the words, wow. and so you can have you can have the same words but they're coming from different source. And so the motive behind them is different, but it's how do I see that? And even in that, even, even when it's, you receive a correction that you see as hard, um, you have to realize that there's something that even in that I can get out of it. There's something that even in my enemy trying to provoke me that I can use as a tool to learn and to grow. And, but until we begin to see it that way, we shut down. People have a tendency to shut down everything that challenges them. 
And and that's where we begin to lose. That's where people begin to to back up and they begin to I use the word self medicate. They begin to self medicate by telling themselves they're all right, but they, they fail to see that they're not growing. And so that's where um having recognizing the difference between uh the good and the bad accountability prophet is and I'm gonna stop right there because I can't remember the, the other question you asked. That's all good. It's all good. You know, you hit right into that because, you know, as you were as you were talking about this I realize that, you know, that's absolutely true, that we have to have a self-awareness that we struggle with rejection. And in realizing that you struggle, that you could struggle with rejection and having someone to hold you accountable, recognizing that, you know, when it comes time, when they've got to push you to go beyond your limitations, if you know that you struggle with rejection, then in your mind, in your thought process, you have to establish a plan to push through those thoughts of rejection instead of you know, pushing up the barrier to say, oh, oh, this person doesn't think highly of me, this person, they don't know me like that, because what we can do is we can shift the positive that somebody's trying to bring in our lives, we can shift it to the negative really, really quick if we're Mm -hmm. used to being rejected, and then use that as our reason to say, well, I don't need to do this because your motives are not pure any longer, and, and, and you're not trying to help me to get to where I need to be. And, and we use that as our way of self-sabotaging ourselves from getting to the place of where we need to be. So even in that, we have to realize that we can't bargain, bargain ourselves with ourselves or even with God to get out of what we say we want to get to. And we have to realize that sometimes we can grow so comfortable in the place that that comfort becomes a hindrance to us. And so the other part of the question was, what are the characteristics that we should be looking for in an accountability partner so that we know that this person is a good accountability partner? And listen, ladies, that's all the time that we're going to have. As we, we broach into this last segment, we've got about two, two and a half minutes left, and this is going to be our last question. But this has been really good, so I'm hoping that you guys will join us in on this. So, Prophet Samantha, what are those characteristics that we should be looking for in an accountability partner? Hey man, I would say somebody that that um, they truly care about you. One of the things I remember, Prophetess, is that when I was in college, my my track coach he used to call my name all the time during practice. Call my name all the time, and I would see that as a hindrance. I would I would see that as negative because you're calling me out. And so one day I went to him and I said, uh, Coach, why are you always calling my name? And he said to me, he said, the the you don't have a problem as long as I'm calling your name. The problem is when I stop calling your name. And so I realized from that that he cared about what I was doing, and he saw that I wasn't working to my potential, that I was just trying to fit into a lane, but I was better than that. So he was calling my name to push me to a place that I didn't necessarily want to go. And so, wow. you know, that's, that's one of the things that I would say is that we just have to recognize that even in our accountability partners, when they're constantly trying to get us to that, they, like uh, Pastor was saying, they're asking, well, wait a minute, that's not what you said you were going to do. You haven't accomplished that goal. When our accountability partners are, are holding our feet to the fire, we have to recognize that they do love us and they have our best interests at heart. Wow. Wow. Ladies, this has been really awesome. I, I, I love it. You know, we, we got to make sure that people have the tough skin, they can give us the tough conversations, that they care enough about us to speak truth to us, and that they love us and that we recognize that they love us. So that when we say those, when we try to say those negative things to ourselves about them, that they don't care about me anymore, that they don't love me, that we have to realize that our thoughts can start trailing through. Well, you know, they do care about me because they were there when I was dealing with this and, and they helped me go through this, that or the other. And so I know that they really do genuinely care. 
Well, this is all the time we have today. I hope you guys have enjoyed what we brought forth in the segment today about No More Limits. Continue joining with us next week as we continue the conversation on No More Limits and recognize you can have this heaven on earth living, but it requires us to discipline ourselves. God bless you. Thank you for joining the conversation with us today. We want to hear from you. So go to our website at www.women-camp.com and share your comments with us and gain more information on the Women Camp community and upcoming events. As always, thank you for tuning in today. We wish you well and have a wonderful day.